Man, we almost got done with the podcast and you screwed something up. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. But oh no, we keep the candle lit I keep my opinions to myself Cause you can't handle it I get on the track My only goal is to dismantle it Banger after banger Got the school and now the hammer Last year I dropped my first CD They loved it All of them witnessed But y'all ain't seen nothing We made the CD with barely no money Imagine just what we could do with a budget We had to kill it It never was optional Get out the way Yeah, we pushing the envelope We had to stop just to make it unstoppable They asked for my point of view I say tropical Hello everybody And welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast Uh, My name is Dale Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! I am, uh the temporary, uh, I guess, uh, lead, co-host, whatever you want to call me. And with me is Armando. What's up, man? Armando vacilan, Armando rumba en la calle. What's up, guys? Just want to let you know that Brito will no longer be with us. We've uh, laid him off because yeah. of his inappropriate behavior. Yep. He was just uh, he was going Coming off the up. rails, yep. uh, tweeting things he shouldn't be tweeting. Uh, we had to delete all of them so you can't go back and look at them, but they were bad. <laughs> He tried to grab my pussy. I was like, no, it's over. <laughs> we told him no locker room talk on this podcast. <laughs> um, so what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah. I'm ready to, I'm ready for the fantasy football season to be over. This is a long one. It is, man. It, it's really bad when uh, the, you're, you have your most important league you're doing the worst in. Um, yeah. I, that, like, kills me. Uh, besides I like that. I, I feel huh? like the waiver wire call the waiver wires have been pretty bare this year yeah not not like huge hits right i mean you're you're getting value but there's no huge hits here um all right we'll talk about that in a second um but on the other end uh i am finally going to baby classes i'm being inundated with uh class after class and not in a bad way um because my wife might be listening but in uh in a kind of good way learning a lot um, Learning how to be a baby or how to... Well, the first one was a hypno-babies <laughs> class, That's and right. that was about meditation and kind of, quote-unquote, hypnotized during birth and labor and how I can help my wife and all that stuff. And uh, that was four hours long on a Friday night, so you can imagine my enthusiasm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then uh, we went to a CPR class, which was good. Um, <laughs> and then I keep doing stuff, man. Tonight is... Uh, some kind of breastfeeding class. They're gonna teach you how to breastfeed, Dale. That's awesome. No, not teach me. They're, I think, probably how I can support my wife while she breastfeeds or something. I know um, how I can support her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I, I think I have like seven or eight more classes to go to. Um, my wife is a teacher, and uh, she's been a student for like ten years now. Um, so she loves learning and uh made sure she signed us up for a pre- pretty much every class imaginable um so i'm this doing could that all be, this could all have been solved if she just aborted it <laughs> <I'm on to>. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, man. okay i guess we gotta start talking about football now yep um so i guess today we're gonna go over some waiver wire stuff um 
I think it's pretty interesting now, you know, six games in, I think we can start looking at strength of scheduling. Um, you know, first couple games of the season, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, based off matchups, some teams were stronger, you know, on the run defense or pass defense or whatnot. Um, now you kind of get a good sample size, six weeks in, a um, couple buys, but that's okay. I think we'd still get the idea of how good or bad some of these defenses are. So we're going to go over some of the strengths of schedule, uh, maybe um, give you kind of a insight to maybe who to trade for, who to trade away um, based off their scheduling. Um, at this point, I, I think it's pretty important to look at. Um, Armando, you want to talk about some wide receivers to start off with, starting off uh, the waiver wires this week? Yeah, um, there's a couple interesting guys this week that are who should have been picked up. One guy should have been picked up last week is Cameron Meredith. Yeah, um, he's outperformed. He's picked up the Kevin White role with Kevin White was getting you know almost ten targets a game. He's getting the same amount of targets as Alshon Jeffrey, and he's getting more yards than Alshon Jeffrey at this point. He's only owned in 32 percent of the leagues, and he's definitely worth the roster spot. And I would even feel confident starting him in over Alshon Jeffrey at this point as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, that, that's my exact question I was just going to ask you. Are you feeling, uh, if you are lucky enough to either picked up Cameron Meredith uh, last week or if he's still on your waiver wire, if you picked him up this week, are you starting him over Alshon? Uh, you know, in, in one of my leagues, well, I have both of them. And, exactly, I was just going to ask you what you are going to do. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, I think I might play both of them just because of the position I'm in. Uh, I mean, they both did pretty well uh, last week, and... Um, they both got over ten over ten targets this week, so I mean, I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and I'm, it's not like Oyer's not throwing over three hundred yards a game since he's been a starter. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and we'll talk about Hoyer in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, Hoyer's had his uh, fourth straight three hundred yard game, um, so that's looking good. Uh, yeah, I, Cameron Meredith, I think is the top waiver wire pickup this week. Do you agree? Um, I don't necessarily agree. Uh, you know what? I definitely agree with that. <laughs> I think this is a, I think this is a, a kind of a bare one, and I think yeah, I think Meredith is the guy that can be a staple in your offense if you just, pick him up. Just because Brian Hoyer is playing so well, um, if Jay, Jay Cutler was there, you know, in, inconsistent as he is, I don't know if I would be so bullish on him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think Brian Hoyer has been spreading it around. Um, I think there's there's enough to also, feed both these guys. Also, Royals out too. So if he's pick, exactly. if Meredith picks up the Kevin White role and partially of the Royal role. Yeah, I mean, there you go. He's a top. He's a top twelve receiver. He could be. You know? He could be. I mean, if the touchdowns, he, he's caught one touchdown so far in these games. But um, yeah, I mean, if he catches another touchdown with the hundred and something yards that he has and ten plus targets, uh, he's definitely uh definitely worth a pickup. And I think the top pickup this week. Um, so the next guy I want to talk about, to me, he's the most intriguing guy because he came out of nowhere, and I'm talking about Ty Montgomery. Out of the Green Bay Packers, um, and they're using him out of the backfield as well as a running back. He had what six carries this last week, um, yeah, and he had 98 yards. That offense has been brutal. Trust me, I know. I've been watching them, and I own Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, my boy, he's been awful. Um, but I think Ty Montgomery might be the spark they need to to get going. I mean, I could be completely wrong. It could be a complete waste wasted waiver wire, but there's that chance he's he could be the what they were missing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not even a percent owned in ESPN leagues right now. Um, given the inc- inconsistency uh, that Aaron Rodgers has showed, I know Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but he's just not playing himself. Um, he's kind of playing the, you know, um, Randall Cobb role a little bit, you know, some of the gimmicky stuff, um, you know, the short range stuff. Uh, PPR league, I would, I would consider a late waiver wire pickup. Um, in most leagues, if you have rolling waivers, um, I would probably wait and see if he becomes a free agent and stash him. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't start him next game. Uh, they don't have a good schedule for the rest of the season either. 
Um, so he's a name on the Packers offense, which, you know, is enough right there usually. Um, but yeah, I'm I mean, not crazy I, about Tom Montgomery. I'm not panic on Aaron Rodgers whatsoever. I'm just, you know, they're going to pick it up and I want to be, I want to have that player that's going to, ch- who's going to change that offense again. You know, like, and there's that possibility with Ted Montgomery. Yeah. Cause Jory Nelson has been atrocious. Randall Cobb, you know, he's finally getting hot. Devonte Adams is out with a concussion. You know, Eddie Lacy's out with an injury. So if, if Ty Montgomery is a guy who just, you know, gets him going, I want that guy. Right, right. Um, Armando, do you know who's on pace to have over 1,300 reception yards this season? Yes, sir. <laughs> Kenny Britt. What the hell? Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess there's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Kenny Britt is probably the most surprising out of any name that you could probably think of. Um, Kenny Britt's own and just about 13% of ESPN leagues right now. Um, he had a monster game last, last week. Uh, I think some people kind of caught on to it. Maybe I, I've heard over, you know, on Twitter that a few people picked him up and started him. Uh, I know, uh, Christian added him in daily fantasy and did well. He started, he's a, he's a starter in two of my leagues that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to start him week to week. Uh, but definitely if the matchup is there, uh, he's getting the ball fed to him. Um, I mean, I definitely like, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, no, but I mean, these are his last three weeks, week four, 82 yards, week five, 75 yards, week six, 136 yards and two touchdowns. Before that, he had 76, 77 yards week one, 94 yards week two. Okay. So it's not like he hasn't been consistent. He's right. been just as consistent as Cole Beasley, as you would say, like the numbers right. are there, the, the targets are there, the receptions are there. You know, he just finally caught a touchdown. Yeah. And it was a long one too that, you know, helped his final numbers. <laughs> Yeah, I, in my opinion, I mean, he's he's currently 15th among wide receivers um, in standard scoring. In my opinion, he's definitely worth a, a pickup, and he's definitely worth a start. I mean, he's shown that he's going to get receptions against good defenses, being Buffalo and Arizona and Detroit. Like, he's doing it against everyone. He got 94 yards against Seattle Week 2. Right. So, that being said, I mean, I if you pick him up, he's worth starting. If you're desperate, he's worth starting. Yeah. He's yeah. worth a roster spot. If he's available, you got to grab him. Yeah. Are those pretty much the only wide receivers you're looking at? I mean, the rest, I mean, there's a couple of deep stashes, but I know those three guys are probably the guys you're looking at, right? Yeah, I like Michael Thomas as well. I think he's been he's been really consistent. He's touchdown dependent as well, but he has 78 yards, 71 yards, touchdowns throughout all those games. Yeah. You know, he's Michael Thomas I think is interesting. I don't know if he's worth a start, worth a pickup, but if he's there, definitely get him. Tyrell Williams just played Denver. He's going to play Denver again in another week. Right. He's also worth the pickup. He was probably dropped after that bad Denver game, but after they go through Denver, like you said, strength schedule is very important. They Philip Rivers has one of the easiest strength um, schedules going forward. So yeah, yeah. Ty- Tyra Williams is definitely worth a stash moving forward. And just be aware that the next week he's playing Denver, but after that you can roll with him. Yeah, you know who I was. Uh, you know, I knew we we're going to be doing a waiver wire podcast, and I was getting ready to talk about Eli Rogers on Sunday morning, um, but he didn't get anything. <laughs> um, no, you know, and and Sammy Coach wasn't involved either. You know, wow, it's like I know fantasy football or something. I said, do not trust any of those motherfuckers. If it's not Antonio Brown, they're all hit and misses. Fuck them. Stay away from them. And now they get a little hit. Uh, We don't know for sure when Ben Roethlisberger is coming back um, after his injury. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I would would stay patient on just having Antonio Brown. The other guys are hit or miss. The last guy I want to mention that we talked about last week who was droppable, and if he was dropped, you should pick him up, is Golden Tate. He had 165 yards and a touchdown. This week he's going against Washington. And if you're desperate for a wide receiver because of bye weeks or whatever, he's definitely worth a start. He's yeah. definitely worth a stash. I mean, last year he was amazing as the number one wide receiver. 
And this year, I mean, Marvin Jones is finally cooling down, and he could pick up that pace. So yeah. if uh, Golden Tate's available, he's go ahead. Yeah, Marvin Jones had an early touchdown last uh, last week. Um, I think that the um, lack of running backs in Detroit uh, is going to help out Golden Tate, I guess, because uh, um, you know their Detroit Lions main carrier had 14 carries for 58 yards. And I'm talking about Zach Zinner. Um, I guess we can kind of tra- transfer over to running backs now, you know, wait, uh, wait, last one. I just want to say, bring up two names, uh, Jamison Crowder and, uh, Pierre Garcon are both picking up slack for Jordan Reed. One caught touchdown, one didn't, but worth, but they're both worth a stash. If Jordan Reed proves he's going to be out for a few more weeks. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is going to pick up that role. It's going to be those two guys. Cause they both play, you know the short yardage game. Yeah, I mean, as soon as Jordan Reed gets cleared, he's back to full speed. It's not like he has a, you know, right. a, a bone injury had, or anything like that. Or tissue a, injury. The problem is he does have a history of concussions, yeah. so yeah. he could be out for a longer period of time because of that. We'll see. We'll see. And yeah, definitely, Jamison Crowder, I think, uh, proved to be the main beneficiary of uh, of Reed's absence. But um, and Mike Wallace, as long as Steve Smith's out, Mike Wallace is definitely worth a stash. But now we can go into running backs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry. yeah. No, sorry you're right. That. You know, good good names there um so i was saying zach zinner uh he had 14 carries on 58 yards being the lead back uh justin forsett was picked up uh by the lions in the week during the week and didn't do anything um, and was traded for by fearless genius and started by fearless genius okay fearless genius is dale's code name <laughs> fantasy football code name um <laughs> yeah no i i admit i made the bad call i thought justin forsett would get some role. Um, I don't have very much faith in Zinner at all. He did have a good game, though, uh, as far as yards per carry. Um, but really, this backfield is... Uh, I need to say, I'm desperate in the league where I started Justin Forsett, if that wasn't he is, obvious. He is definitely, he's very desperate. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Zinner did okay. I think if there is no uh, Dwayne Washington or Theo Riddick for another week, um Maybe uh, I don't know even know if I would even start with my flex in a twelve team league. Maybe you know, maybe more fourteen or sixteen team league. I would maybe start him. If um, you're desperate, if you don't have a number one wide running back or a number two running back like Dale's in, Zach Denner is definitely worth a pickup and start. If Theo Riddick and Dwayne Washington are out again, the, yeah, they're probably both not going to be out because they were both definitely Dwayne Washington was. Yeah, Theo you know, Riddick was pay. a surprise. Yeah, Dwayne Washington was expected to play. He didn't play. That's fine. So if he does play, I wouldn't pick up Zach Zenner, but he's definitely worth a start if you're desperate, if you're in Dale's situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about James White? Um, he seemed to really be clicking with Tom Brady again. Uh, we all know the threat that a pass-catching running back can have in this offense. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, James White caught two touchdowns in week six. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, if you're desperate for a running back – I. I mean, or if you're definitely in a PPR league, I mean, he loves throwing to his running backs. James White is definitely worth – I mean, he's worth starting. I'm surprised he's still available in over 50% of leagues. Yeah. I mean, it's it's only for the next three weeks, you know. So, like, if you're going to grab him, just be aware that you're only going to have him three more weeks because then Deion Lewis comes back in week nine. He could come back this week. They're saying they're going to wait some more time. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm not convinced Deion Lewis – I know I'm a kind of a naysayer when people – you know, when, especially when the players like this come back from a, you know, longstanding recovery. Um you know, I don't know if Deion Lewis just steps on the field and becomes Deion Lewis of last year. Um, I think if James White is producing and he has a hot yeah. hand and, and he has a good rapport with Tom Brady, I don't – I mean, maybe his value does get hurt a little bit, um, but uh, James I mean, White the, is impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Deion Lewis is more elusive than James White. But, you know, as long as – whoever's producing yeah. is fine. I, I, yeah. 
if I can get a piece of the running back situation over there, I will. All right. If if you if you had to pick one right now uh, to stash on your team for the rest of the season, not necessarily stash, but play slash stash, uh, James White or Deion Lewis. If I am in my situation, I would pick up Deion Lewis. And if I'm in your situation, I would pick up James White. Okay. For those that don't know. Uh, Armando is doing a little bit better than me. Um, so. I'm five and one, and he's <laughs> he's two and four, and he just defeated me. I am um, one game from being in the playoff race, so it's still early. I got it. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I like James White. <laughs> yeah, J- James White definitely for the next two or three weeks. But if I'm looking at the playoffs right now, I'm like, okay, I'm five and one. I need to win two more games, and I've already sealed a, a victory into the playoffs. Yeah. I'll pick up Deion Lewis, and I I'm confident that he'll be playing in the playoffs. All right. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, I think James White, uh, man, I don't know. I, I guess after we talk about this next person, we can kind of debate between James White and Jay Ajayi. Uh, Look, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trusting any of that Jay Ajayi stuff. 204 yards. Man, <laughs> that ain't happening some, again. <laughs> that's some Jonas Gray shit. One, one hit wonder gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jonas, uh, Jonas Gray, uh, Jay Ajayi, uh, he's owned in over, uh, under 50% of the leagues right now. Um, Man, I don't know what to say. I mean, the Dolphins, I finally said, you know what? Okay, I accepted. The Dolphins are going to suck this year. And they go out and just hammer the Steelers. Well, uh, last you week. know, they weren't running the ball. If you run the fucking ball, yeah. you win fucking games. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. For, sorry for the F words, but you win games, play good defense, you run the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I opens mean, up everything else. I, You know, and I don't have the stats here, but I wonder how long it's been since the Dolphins running back had 25 carries. Um that's a great question. The other question, there's another stat I read somewhere that the last running back to run for over 200 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers was someone in 1985. <laughs> so I don't know who it was. I was going to say Eric Dickerson, but I doubt it was him. I don't know when he played. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a history, uh, historian, uh, historic uh, NFL podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so... I, you know, I'm not trusting JGI either, and I think it's because I have like this thing against the Dolphins now. Um, you know, I'm, take, I'm, not, I'm I'm stashing Arian Foster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's right now they're saying Arian Foster is going to be used in the passing game moving forward. They kind of eased him in last week. Um, and but, just so everyone knows, JGI has no kneecaps. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think I think James White is probably. Um, probably the running back to go after this week do you agree well the, there's a couple guys i have listed as well that i think we should we talked a little bit about justin Forsett, um and if the injuries are long term justin Forsett's definitely worth the stash uh they also came out with Devonte booker um will get more carries moving forward because he's been so explosive with limited snaps um now davis was just traded to green bay yeah. And we know A. Lacey's knee or ankle is really sore, and they're playing Thursday night. So yeah, they, they I'm not gonna, he's unlikely I, to play. Yeah, ex- well, now, yeah, exactly. But if he's there, we know James Starks is out for a long period of time, four weeks right now. Eddie Lacey had a ankle injury last year or the previous year before that, and it took him a very long time to get back to normal, if at all, ever again. Um, and Sean Drone, Carlos Hyde was seen in a sling today. So that's very interesting as well. So all four of those guys are really interesting as well to pick up or, you know, pick up when free agency clears, when waiver wire clears. Yeah. Yeah. So I think James White, yeah, is definitely the guy you're going to get. But those are four names that I am very interested by. I think Devontae Booker, for me, long term, is the guy I would rather have yeah. for all these. Yeah. Again, talking about, uh, you know, reports, Devontae Booker is reported to get more work. Um, so bad news for C.J. Anderson owners. 
Um, I think I'm selling C.J. Anderson if I can right now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, if Richard, you haven't already. Uh, yeah. Richard sent uh, my my uh, other brother-in-law, Dudu, um, sent him C.J. Anderson and Jarvis Landry for David Johnson. Say again? He sent C.J. Anderson and Jarvis Landry for David Johnson. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Nope. Declined. <laughs> yeah. yeah <sure. laughs> but that's really the best Richard can do. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. so you know, Richard's not allowed on the podcast anymore because he's so bad at fantasy football. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's busy with uh, some 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 day, his day job, but he'll he'll be back on soon. Uh, in case you're missing him. But hey, we haven't had one tweet or email asking where Richard was. So <laughs> he hasn't been <laughs> no on for like a month. And nobody's even noticed. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just. I, there's not much to talk about with tight ends. Um, I'll well, just kinda, I, I, well, sorry. Um, I, I kind of oh, – go ahead. You go ahead and start. I'll, I'll say a couple things I wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, basically there's Hunter Henry, which he sh- if, if you need Titan, especially if you have like Jordan Reed or something like that, Hunter Henry should not be on your waiver wire right now. I think he's that good. Even with Antonio Gates back, he's still finding his spot. Um, yeah, he's, he's top 12 easily moving forward. I think so point. too. I think so too, and I think maybe Antonio Gates helps him out a little bit. Um, he, I think he's a great pass catcher. And he's, he's fast, so. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say. And, uh, of course, there's Charles Clay. I feel like, I, I feel like I've researched the Buffalo Bills probably more than anybody else. I, I love their defense. Um, of course, LaShawn McCoy and Tyron Taylor I really like. Um, but, again, talking about Charles Clay, um, this is like maybe a little stash. You know, if you, really need, if you really need someone to replace, Charles Clay is decent. Yeah, owned in only 25% of leagues right now. Yeah. And the last guy I want to talk about is Jordan Reed. He caught another touchdown against Houston. Who? And Who? Na- Jack Doyle. Oh, he said Jordan Reed. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack Doyle. Sorry. Jack Doyle is definitely worth the stash with Dwayne Allen going out. And he's been productive with the limited snaps, you know. So 53 yards and a touchdown last game. He was pretty mediocre with eight, six yards before that. But if Dwayne Allen's missing time, Jack Doyle is definitely worth a stash. He's currently ranked ninth among, amongst tight ends. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that is nuts. <laughs> That's, that's a little surprising, actually. Um, so, out of all these waiver wire picks, uh, I think I would rank Cameron Meredith and James White uh, one and two. Do you agree? Are, are those the two top guys that you should really be going for? I think that's what I'm doing. Um, you know, it depends on the Carlos Hyde situation. If Carlos Hyde seems to be out for a longer period of time, I mean, obviously, Sean Jones, the guy I would target. Um, are you trusting Miles Davis to come to come right in and help? No, I I don't think he's gonna. Play. I'm not gonna pull a Dale and start him. <laughs> hey, I give him another. Desperate times measures. Chris Ivory was available. No, he was not. Yeah, I picked him up, Dale. I picked him up. Yeah, Chris Ivory was. Uh, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna call you out. <laughs> um, yeah, but he already I did. So fuck you. <laughs> Darius Sproles is available. Who else was available? Um, I was going for the home run. Fair enough. Okay. Um, James White was available. No, he wasn't. Shut up. Yeah, honestly, yeah, Karen Meredith, I think it's the wide receiver this week. Karen Meredith, I think Ty Montgomery is the most intriguing long-term option over there. And Kenny Britt has been just as consistent as Karen Meredith. So all three of those guys are really consistent. I mean, definitely worth a stash. All right. James White, I doubt he's available in in your league, but if he is, you have to grab him. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. Um, Um, Well, you know, come – Talking from, you know, the waiver wire pickups, uh, we kind of wanted to get into some of the talk about maybe who to target, who to trade, uh, trade for, trade 
with um, looking at strength of schedule, like I mentioned before. Um, you know, it's not the only thing that you should be looking at, but it's definitely something, you know, when you're considering trades and, and looking at long term, especially looking into the playoff, um, it's something to definitely keep in the back of your head. Um, so, Armando, yeah. I guess I'm going to kind of go over a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of just guys are standing out to me um, with the strength of schedule. And, um, you know, maybe we could kind of do this quick hitter kind of thing if uh, if you want. Um, you know, I'll just kind of say a couple of names and you tell me what you think and if they're worth picking up or trading for or uh, trading away. What, what What's the name you came up with this? It's called Trade Trader Trash? Uh, no, no, What'd no. What was it? It was a uh, trade. No, trade no, talk. No, 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 it wasn't. What was it? It was a uh, trade. Oh, what was it? Damn it! Trade. Was it trade? Was it trade? No. It was TT. It was TT something. Yeah. Trade. Talking trades. Okay, we could just call that for now until we figure it out. <laughs> That's the stupidest name for. This segment. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a segment we call talking trades um so just looking at some quarterbacks uh one guy that is a huge red flag for me um aaron Rodgers has the 31st second to last i'll just say that second to last um hardest schedule or schedule of ease i guess um does it make sense yeah he has he has one of the hardest schedules um you know the way he's been playing um i don't know if he's ready to trade um, but you know, if you got Aaron Rodgers and I don't know, maybe somebody like, I don't know, Derek Carr, maybe after that, you know, in the late round, I would try to, you know, get something really good for Aaron Rodgers. If you know, I don't know. Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts? Uh, in my keeper league, the only guy I would trade Aaron Rodgers for is Cam Newton. Um, I mean, he's been pretty bad recently, but looking at the guys that I have a good schedule moving forward. I mean, I wouldn't do one for one. I don't trust Brock Osweiler, Casey no. Keenum, Colin Pack. Those are the guys in top five, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Aaron Rodgers moving forward. Um, I mean, there's intrigue, like Ben Roethlisberger, if he's healthy, sure. Or I might be okay with that, but I wouldn't trade for him. Right. I mean, you have to roll with Aaron Rodgers moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do too, because you're not going to get good value for him. Because um, you know, you know, in one game span, he can come out and, you know, start throwing for 500 yards and three touchdowns again. So. <laughs> He hasn't thrown for over 300 yards since last year, like week 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. He's struggling. Whatever it is, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, that good it's that football. It's that girl from X-Men. It's that girl from X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Olivia Munch. Yeah. Yeah, she ruined that's him. That's what it is. She ruined him. <laughs> Just like Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, like Armando said, the top five remaining schedules for quarterbacks aren't sexy at all. Osweiler, Keenum, Kaepernick, Fitzpatrick, and Alex Smith. Um, I'm not trading for any of these guys regarding, regardless of their schedule. Uh, something that makes me happy is see Tyrod Taylor. He has the sixth easiest schedule remaining. Um, and then we have guys like Phillip Rivers and Jameis Winston uh, rounding up the top eight. So uh, guys like Tyrod Taylor, Phillip Rivers, and Jameis Winston, uh, I'm feeling good about if you have him as your second quarterback. You know, you probably picked yeah. him up late or picked him up maybe on waivers after the draft or something. Uh, those are all great options, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, looking at the schedule, if Ben Roethlisberger's out for a long period of time, you know, you can look at a guy like Phillip Rivers, who has the seventh easiest. He does play uh, Denver next week, but, you know, Phillip Rivers is good. I, I completely trust Phillip Rivers with all my heart. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins. Both those guys I completely trust. I don't trust Eli Manning, who's above both of them, but. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, we've 
I've talked about Brian Hoyer for a long time. Um, I'm I'm love Brian Brian uh, Hoyer. I mean, like I said, last <laughs> last four games over 300 yards apiece. He didn't throw a touchdown last game, but he still has to throw an interception. And when he's not throwing for negative points, uh, that's okay in my book. Um, he plays Green Bay next, which is a great matchup. He plays Minnesota, which is going to be difficult on Monday night, and then has a bye, and then he's golden after the bye. Um, so if you need a quarterback and you can wait, you know, a couple games after Green Bay, um, starting week 10, he's going to be awesome. Um, so I, he's – I mean, I can't say this enough. He's definitely worth a stash. I'm already starting him in, in a couple of leagues. I'm really excited about him. Um, he's just not, you know, he's not turning the ball over. He's distributing the ball. Um, he has decent running back play. I think it's, you know, and he has a bad defense, which helps out the passing game. So, yeah, um, all those stuff, you know, really, really helps Brian Hoyer. So I'm going to get off the Brian Hoyer train. Yeah, let's go on to running backs. Okay. Um, um, I think there's a lot. I, I'm going to leave the running backs. I have a couple of things I want to say Go for about it. this. Go for it. Um, just looking at the running backs, you know, Doug Martin, Jamal Charles, Jonathan Stewart, CJ Anderson, Latavius Murray are all guys that have been really not good recently or been injured. So, you know, you should either pick up their backups or trade for them. I just traded for Jonathan Stewart before his injury, uh, before he came back from injury, and I'm completely happy with that. Um, he has the third easiest schedule. I looked at his playoff schedule, and it's amazing. Doug Martin's coming back this week, so if you still have the opportunity to get him, try and trade for him now. Um, I would obviously stay away from Oakland. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, regardless of their schedule, we don't know what's going on in Oakland. Um, and I don't think Oakland knows what's going on in Oakland. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Devontae Booker's available, I would pick him up instead of trading for C.J. Anderson. Um, he, they have the fourth easiest schedule among running backs, so if you can get him, grab him. Yep, yep. Um, you know, guys like Todd Gurley, he's up there in the easiest schedule. Uh, some of the guys that maybe you should look out for that have little harder schedules, uh, Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles, um, they mm. have a brutal schedule coming up. Uh, the Vikings uh, with Jarek McKinnon, um, you know, they have a pretty tough schedule. Uh, yeah, I'm a little worried about Le'Veon Bell. Um, maybe some Get aren't because he's elite, but, yeah. you know, without Ben there um, and the combination of a tough schedule coming up, that's going to be hard to do. Um, yeah, it's all, it's only two. They're only projecting to be out for two weeks up to the bye, so okay. it's not too bad. All right. Um, on Bell is on fucking Bell. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. What, the only people I would trade on Bell for is David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. That's it. Okay, that's fair. I agree. That's fair. Um, you know, uh, for as far as running backs, the Bills are kind of in the middle of the road there. Um, I don't think you have to worry about LaShawn McCoy. I think he's going to keep doing him. Yeah, I get my guilty because LaShawn McCoy has injury history. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not a bad handcuff. Uh, I think we have a article coming up uh, on Wednesday night about uh, some um, uh, handcuff a handcuff article that you can take a look at too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the Houston Texans, um, I think Lamar Miller's, you know, getting the right plays and, you know, getting the, still getting the volume that he needs. Um, he has the 11th easiest schedule in the league, and I think that's really good news for him. Um, yeah, same I mean, goes they, to they, they West. Played, yeah, they played the hard hard part of the schedule now. Um, he should he should pick up value really quick. So if you can get him, I mean, obviously he had a huge game, um, so you probably won't be able to get him for cheap. But uh, I don't know. If you get lucky, it's it's worth trying to get him. Yeah. Um, especially, right. are you as frustrated about Jeremy Hill as I am? No, we knew what he was, man. I I, I didn't know. Yeah. He, no. Yeah, you knew he was inconsistent in the touchdown 
dependent guy, but this is bad. I knew I, I knew I would rather have uh, Giovanni Bernard over Jerry Mill based off draft value. Yeah, yeah, based off value, I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, oh yeah. Last thing I want to say is get off the Isaiah Crowell train, everyone. Get on the Duke, Duke Johnson before it's too late. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about some wide receivers. There's one wide wide receiver that gets me really excited. Uh, is it Adam? Is it Adam Humphrey? Because Vincent Jackson and I are. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, oh. It's Julio Jones, man. Not only is he dominant, uh, he has the easiest schedule for wide receivers coming up. Um, he should continue his dominant uh, play without a doubt. Um, I think from here on to the rest of the season, I bet you Julio Jones is the number one wide receiver. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Pick up Maha. Sanu's a good number two wide receiver there. Yeah, so yeah he's great. Definitely. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, yeah. What surprises I, me is he Miami Dolphins this high up with Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, you know, if, if – the Dolphins can establish some type of run game. It'll help Jarvis Landry a lot. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. I'm not going to get too excited about the Dolphins. Um, and you mentioned Adam Humphreys. Uh, the breaking news today on Tuesday is that Vincent Jackson is going to be placed on IR. Um, so Adam Humphreys is a solid number two now in Tampa Bay. Um, and I think Cameron Brate's value goes up a little bit too. Um, oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. All right. And Mike Evans is, of course, as dominant as he's going to be. Um, He'll be a top five wide receiver coming the rest of the year. Um, and we already talked about, you know, Alshon Jeffrey and Cameron Meredith. Um, they're going to, I think, as long as Brian Hoyer continues to play what he is and Jay Cutler doesn't come back and ruin it all, um, yeah. you know, I think that's great value either one of those guys. Yeah. Um, the guys I'm starting to get worried about right now and moving forward, there's two guys looking at the list right now is Allen Robinson and Jory Nelson. Both of them are the bottom play, have the hardest schedule moving forward. And they have both been bad recently. Yeah. Very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love Allen Robinson. I'm going to stick by him. I was never crazy about Jordy Nelson, and he's kind of proved me wrong early in the season. Um, but, yeah, Allen Robinson has a tough schedule, and uh, and so does Marvin Jones. So, um, oh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I mean, you know, the good elite players get fed, um, but it's not going to be easy for them. What – what would it take for Alan? Would you trade Allen Robinson for Mike Evans, straight up? No, no. I've I've actually well, been offered that trade. I had Mike Evans. I wouldn't give up Mike Evans for Allen Robinson. What would it take for Allen Robinson to become yours and Mike Evans become someone else's? Um, say that again. Mike Evans, Allen Robinson. What else needs to be added to that trade to make it happen? If you want Mike Evans, yeah. If you want Mike Evans, it would have to be like Allen Robinson and probably a strong RB two, um, like Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> no, um, you know somebody a little bit better than that. I would say you know somebody in the uh, um, here. I'll, I'll give you a good example. Here's some trade talk for you guys. Um, I'd probably take Allen Robinson and somebody like um, maybe somebody like Legarrette Blunt. <laughs> yeah, that that's quite a bit. But I mean, Allen Robinson has been pretty bad recently. So I mean, I, I can't follow you for that. Mike Evans has been Mike Evans, one of the best wide receivers in the game. So. Yeah, um, I take Jamal Charles and Allen Robinson. Are you fucking crazy? Get that shit out of here, you, Dale. You obviously don't know how good Mike Evans is and how good I know how Mike Evans is. And I know what Jamal Charles is and will be. Oh, so you're you're projecting what Jamal Charles is compared to what Mike Evans or Jamal Charles would be and what Mike Evans is. 
I'm projecting Jamal Charles to be what Jamal Charles is, and I'm projecting Allen Robinson to be what. Yeah, Mike, that's an unfair trade. Mike that's Evans. A completely... Mike Evans missed an entire game on a bye, and he's still ranked the number ninth wide receiver in fantasy. I understand how good Mike Evans is, okay. but you're asking for Jamal Charles, who went healthy and is getting the workload, which they're saying he's going to get back. Who's he's a top that? twelve. They're, top... they're still saying that Andy, he's going to be easy. Andy Reid. Andy Reid saying that. Not this week. He's, Okay, by week eight, week ten, yeah, I'm fine with Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles will be will be a top ten running back after week nine. What bet are you making with me? Jamal Charles after week ten is a top five running back from week ten forward. The top what? Top five running back from week ten forward. So starting week ten, everyone's at zero points wherever Jamal Charles finishes. I think from week ten until week sixteen, he's top ten. Uh, or top five. Whatever you want say, to you can say top five, and I'll take that bet because he definitely won't be top five. Top eight. No way. I'm not doing it. I say top five. See, that's why it's an unfair Grow some trade, balls. Guys. Grow some balls. Wow, there's five running backs that I would rather have over him. Okay, so say top five. Top eight. <laughs> no thanks. There's a but see, it's an unfair there's, trade. I'm not saying that Charles sucks. I'm just saying uh, you're talking about you. Do you you want to trade a, Trump someone? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so let's look at some tight ends and wrap this stuff up. How about that? Uh, they don't even talk about tight ends. No one gives a shit. <laughs> um, Dennis Pitta, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby. Who's all, that? I have Should never I know who Tyler Higby before. is? <laughs> I guess it's really Lance Kendricks, isn't it, uh, with the Rams? Um, sure. And Charles Clay, I mean, we mentioned him in the waiver wire. He has a pretty easy schedule. It seems like the Bills in general have a pretty good schedule coming up. Um, Kansas City Chiefs uh, Travis Kelsey has a pretty good schedule so um, Cameron Brait Kyle Rudolph yeah 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 not not Jimmy Graham uh, yeah Jimmy Graham is one of the worst um, and Rob Gronkowski um, I think he's matchup proof I don't think we ever really have to worry about Rob Gronkowski's uh, strength of schedule but he does have yeah. one Greg Olson's matchup proof as well practically a wide receiver yeah yeah and both of them don't have great and Delaney Walker doesn't have a great schedule, but they're going to do what they do. So I don't really put too much stock into this. The guys we're mentioning are more like wide receivers and tight ends anyways. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Um, so what are you looking forward to in, uh, in a week seven here? Um, Did you it, know Greg Olson's number two in, in reception yards? Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. He's ahead of A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, Old Beckham. Yeah. That's crazy. Cool. Um, so uh, I guess I'll go ahead and end it awkwardly. Uh, I don't think I said anything about our Twitter, at EatSleepFF. Uh, you can go to our website, EatSleepFantasy.com, submit a question there, t- take a look at our rankings. We post them there every uh, Wednesday. They get updated. Um, and uh, tweet at us. We try to stay really active. We'll help you when we can. Uh, don't take offense if we don't get right back to you. Um, some days we have you know, dozens of mentions and some days we don't have anything and we're bored. So, um, we appreciate your patience and we appreciate you listening. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, go ahead and give us a call, uh, five Oh seven sixty nine sleep. And, uh, again, we appreciate it. Have a good night, everybody. Mm, in my zone, no lie. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah. We like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that town. Then we take that town.